The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, Men will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to the synagogues and prisons, and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. This will be a time for you to bear testimony. Settle it therefore in your minds, not to meditate beforehand how to answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which none of your adversaries will be able to withstand or contradict. You will be delivered up even by parents and brothers and kinsmen and friends, and some of you they will put to death. You will be hated by all for my name's sake, but not a hair of your head will perish. By your endurance you will gain your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. So the Lord is still speaking today about uh, the sufferings and persecutions at the end, at the time before he comes in glory. And he's spoken already about the trials and tribulations that come uh, from the earth, from the kind of natural uh, upheavals, so the earthquakes, or whether it's the famines, or whether it's, it's other cosmic events, you know, like the things that happen in the sky. He lists off all of these type of uh, natural, if you will, um, reactions and upheavals, but then he also goes to the source, which is within the hearts of uh, mankind, right? Within, within the hearts, human hearts, is where sin takes its origin, and also where all the consequences then of sin, all the effects come from the relationships and the sins that happen uh, between, between mankind, between, uh, between all of us. And so what the Lord here says to his disciples is he says that not only will there be these kind of natural sufferings, but there will also be this persecution that will come from, uh, from others. And he goes and he shows that it will not only be from your enemies, but the worst suffering will that will be that it'll come from those who are supposed to love you the most, right? So from parents or brothers or kinsmen or friends. And that is a worse suffering than to suffer at the hands of your enemies. It's when someone whom you have trusted or loved turns against you. And so he is speaking uh, about these sufferings that they will have to endure, sufferings that he himself is about to endure. He will also be betrayed by a friend someone to whom he has given so much and whom he promises so much. He is then betrayed by Judas. And so he experiences what it is to be and to suffer that type of betrayal. Scripture says that the betrayal of a friend is a sorrow unto death. And we can see that the Lord, when he is in the garden of Gethsemane, it says that his soul is sorrowful unto death. He has suffered this betrayal and he knows what it is to be betrayed to that extent. But what he tells and reassures his disciples of is that there is a love that surpasses all of these loves that will fail them, right? There is a love that comes from God, this Holy Spirit that will give them the words for the testimony that they are supposed to bear. 
that will give them the strength for the testimony and the witness that they are supposed to bear. But will also, he says, not even a hair of your head will perish. It is this love of God that will raise our bodies, right? That will raise us. It is the resurrection that he is again pointing to, that in the midst of all the trials, as we've said before, the Christian focuses not on the trials, but on the resurrection, not on what we will suffer, but on the glory that we will share with the Lord for eternity. And so that is where he is fixing their vision, is that there is a God that loves them and a God that goes to a great extent through and in his son to redeem them, to save them, and to draw them to himself. And so what we have in the first reading is uh, from the prophet Daniel. So you can see that Nebuchadnezzar's son now is having this, this great banquet. And what he does is he takes all of the sacred vessels from the temple that his father had taken when they had drawn the southern kingdom into exile. And what he does is he then allows people to profane these sacred vessels, all of those who are at this banquet. And we can see that the Lord has a limit to what he will endure. He has a limit to what he will allow to pass before judgment comes. And when the sacred vessels are misused like that, then that is when the Lord intervenes. And so, yes, the sacred vessels, we still have sacred vessels at the Mass, but in the new covenant with Christ, we all become sacred vessels of the kingdom. Why? Because we possess and we, we have within us God himself and his life is within us and he lives within us. And so we are sacred not because of what we are made of, but because of who we contain, which is God himself. And so scripture says as well in the epistles uh, that we contain this treasure in earthen vessels. So it is a holy infinitely holy treasure because it is God himself and his grace, but we are those vessels. And so there is a certain persecution or there is a certain suffering that the Lord will allow and permit for his people to endure, but there is a limit. And so that is what he shows, is that it is not for eternity that these sufferings will endure, but it is to be patient in those trials, to be patient in those sufferings, waiting on the Lord for when the moment is that he will intervene and bring certain things to an end. And that will be finally brought to an end when he comes in his second coming. But even in our own life, it is to endure whatever the Lord permits because it is only permitted up to a certain limit and for a certain period of time. And so then um, what we see, what the Lord is saying in the gospel for today is speaking about, as we've said, the sufferings that will happen from civil authorities but then going right down to what we might even suffer, as we've said, from those who love us. And it is particularly betrayal unto death, which is, as even as we go back to Dante, I know I've spoken about him a few times, but if you go to Dante in the Inferno, he has at the very pit of hell is uh, the betrayers, right? Those who have betrayed someone unto death. And in the outer rims of that lowest part of hell, is this frozen lake. And all of those sinners are trapped in this frozen lake. And on the outskirts, you have these different regions of this lake. And depending upon who the person betrayed is where they are in that lake of ice, right? So in the outer rim of the lake, it's named after Cain because Cain betrayed his brother unto death and murdered his brother. And so there is this betrayal um, between siblings 
And so we can see here in the gospel today, he speaks about a betrayal by brothers or family members. Then when you move into this, a little bit further into this lake of ice, you have the betrayal of those who betrayed their country or those leaders of their country in a certain sense or others um, for political means or for political gain. And so they betrayed those unto death um, from their kinsmen, right? Their country, their country, the people from the same country. But right in the middle of hell, right in the center of this lake of ice is the devil and he is this great beast. And in the devils, he has these three faces. One faces forward and the other two look over each shoulder. And so you can see in the devil, it is this expectation of betrayal even himself because he is the one who betrayed God, right? So in his very nature, he has become this beast and also is that in each of his mouths, and now it's also, it's just poetic imagery, right? It's not, it's not what has happened, but it is teaching us something, right? And in each of his mouths, he has three of what Dante says are the greatest betrayers or the worst betrayers in human history. And so you have the uh, two that were, uh, that killed Julius Caesar. So you have Cassius and you have Brutus, but then in the mouth that is in the front is Judas. And so the central part of hell is named after Judas. And they are all there because they betrayed their benefactors, the people who were only good to them. And so this is right in the center of hell and the suffering is to be in this ice. And the ice I think is a very powerful representation of what it is to be in the center of hell because cold like light, like darkness, sorry, is a lack is a lack. So things are dark when there is no light. Things are cold when there is no heat. And so when there is an absolute absence of love, so then this ice is what that represents. There's no heat. There's no fire of love in the bottom of this pit of hell. And so they are there with those whom they have betrayed for all eternity. And so, I mean, sorry, they are there with the others who have betrayed for all eternity and they suffer in this suffering. And so it is one of the worst sins. It is something that can cause so much damage and so much hurt, particularly when people are betrayed by those who should love them. But our consolation again is that we are loved with an infinite love. We are loved with a love that cares even, as the gospel says today, for every hair on our head, right? The Lord cares for every single, uh, everything about us is contained within his love. And if we endure in that love through suffering, if we persevere in that love through suffering. He says, your endurance, you will gain your lives. And so we pray for that grace to persevere in any trials that come for us in this life, to persevere in patience and in love, that we do not react as the Lord does not want us to react, but that we endure for his sake, for his love, meriting grace not only for ourselves, but for other souls, and then by our endurance, gaining our lives. Amen.